Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, he's a ninja. Huh. He's a frog. Yeah. What's it's go? Ninja Frog. How's it going, dude? I am so hyped to be here. Oh dude, it's good to have you back. Third time, I believe. Third time. You've become a seasoned regular at this point. <laughs> How is it down feel? For it. I'm I'm having a good time every time, so I'm Dude, I'm I have a so good time as well. It. it is it's always a blast having you on. Uh, of course, for those who don't know, Ninja Frog is a Sonic Adventure 2 speedrunner uh, and uh, just overall great gamer. And uh, we're going to kick things off today with uh, our headline of the week, which has been taking the world by, well, the gaming world by storm. And that's uh, April's almost here. And that means the new Sonic uh, the Hedgehog movie is almost out as well. And uh, in collaboration with that, Xbox has teamed up. There's like, a, I think it's like a Sonic-themed Xbox with two controllers. And the controllers have sparked something because we got furry Sonic the Hedgehog controllers. One blue and one red. Dude, it just, it just looks like those pillows. You know, those pillows that have that same furry texture? Like, yes. What, 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 like, I bet it, I bet it like feels... Like soft to, to hold them, but then like I don't know. I, <laughs> like, it's probably like soft, like... but like also like there's like there's there's gotta be like hard like a hard grip to that because it's still a controller as well. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like it kind of slips out of your hand. Uh, like it's it's we it's weird to look at. It's a little disturbing, honestly. <laughs> and you had to like it's, it looked like you had to like dig through the 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 fur to get to the buttons. To get to the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way down in there, bro. And then, like, if you like do anything, like your hands are like barely any dirty. They're just gonna get dirty so fast. Oh yeah, like the, like you can't really wash a controller as well. Like at least with like a plastic one, it's easier. You just wipe it down with like a wipe or whatever. Yeah, I, the, you gotta like fucking. <laughs> I don't know if you want to shampoo your controller or something. Oh, like you get God. Cheeto dust in this. <laughs> Uh, thankfully, only I think it's only these two are going to exist. I don't actually know how many they're going to give out. Uh, but the only way to get this is by entering a sweepstakes. I don't know if those are still open or not. But uh, yeah, holy shit, it looks uh, a little weird. It looks a little. Uh, it's something that's hey, for bro, sure. Hey, bro, why do you have your? Why do you have dog shampoo? You don't have a dog. Um, well, I I like cleaning. I, I like cleaning my furry controllers. <laughs> Like, like oh my god! I do like I do like how the console looks. The console, yeah, looks- yeah, it's it's just pretty. St- I think it's just like a little bit of a decal on it, which is nice. But yeah, the controllers definitely spark something. Or something. They are, they are something indeed. And uh, to talk about more about what else happened in the world of gaming this past week. Let's jump into the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. In the world of game releases, Ghostwire Tokyo came out this past week. 
as well as Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and Kirby and the Forgotten Land. So many bangers, bro. So I, it's I, legit. I, a lot. Like, Ghostwire Tokyo is getting relatively good reviews from what I've read. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is fun. I picked it up myself. Uh, I'll be playing that with the, the Game Lounge crew eventually. Uh, and Kirby is what I'm blasting through right now. Yeah, I, I don't... I I am hesitant to pick up Tiny Tina just because of my own uh, funding, but I might end up picking it up. I'm really... I, I've been a Borderlands person for <laughs> ages, and I... Oh my gosh. I, it looks like a block... Like, all of the... The, I think they got like tons of skill trees this time, and just <laughs> the the things like, they come up with and the abilities you get to use, it's just so satisfying to use. And their gunplay is one of the best like fluid FPS kind of combat I've played in the Borderlands series for sure. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I picked the rogue class for the game, and you get like a little spinning blade that you can put anywhere. Oh, it's pretty sick. cool. It's really cool. In the world of gaming news, starting off with the heavy hitter, because guess who's back in the news with a new lawsuit? Activision Blizzard. What do they do now? Uh, so, uh, Activision Blizzard and five named Blizzard Entertainment employees, they're the target of a new lawsuit filed on behalf of an employee who's just going to be going by Jane Doe at this part in time. Uh, they're, they're alleged they experienced sexual assault, harassment, and discrimination, and then they were retaliated against. According to the complaint filed in L.A. County Superior's, Superior Court, uh, the, uh, Jane Doe's experiences with sexual harassment at Activision Blizzard date as far back as 2017, when they began working as a senior administrative assistant to executives in the company's IT department. If you want more details on everything that's going on with this case... Uh, Bloomberg Law has all the details that are currently available or that have been made public for this uh, specific uh, lawsuit. So, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> they, can't, they, can't, they can't stay out of the news. They can't just keep it in their pants. Really, really making me not want to play Overwatch too. <laughs> I mean, but, oh, yeah. Gosh, I mean, I had. There's a big like. Here's the thing. I was anti Blizzard just because of how they taught, treated their a lot of like their community with a lot of their other games. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But man, really don't want to play any upcoming Blizzard games. Yeah, I, I, I probably will because I have a I have a friend that like we his main game is overwatch and so i play that a lot with yeah him. um i mean i don't really like spend any money on there I just play the game so i don't really like i don't know it's 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 like i get that I, people's here's the thing it's like it's not going to deter a lot of people people will there are going to be people who will stop there are going to be people who won't because the the people are able to separate like the company from the games a little bit and not again not every game developer at blizzard is bad it's just there's a lot more than there should be of the bad. I, I just, yeah, I, I really hope things get better. Whatever's happening, I hope it stops. Like, at least lessons. I hope yeah. it does stop. Like, I just want it to be, <laughs> it should yeah. be a comfortable environment. It's apparently not. Far Cry news. Far Cry 6 released a crossover mission with Stranger Things. Uh, the It's called The Vanishing. And the little dog, Terizo, he's gone missing. And you gotta find him. 
while uh, the world and like uh, the like the other world in uh, Stranger Things, those two are combining. You gotta stop. Be careful of the Demogorgon. Dude, I, that was not. An, an, I would not expect Far Cry to be the ones that would uh, work crossover. But I guess yeah, it, I guess it makes sense. They're, Far Cry does kind of do their own thing and just kind of do random. I don't not ra- It's just like very unique kind of settings. I haven't played a game from them, but like anytime I see trailers and stuff, it's always completely almost seems different. Very different from previous entry. We got some delayment news. Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League has been delayed to 2023, as well as EA's uh, new PGA Tour game that's also been delayed to spring 2023. Oh boy. Dang it. Actually, the PGA Tour game was actually supposed to be out spring 2022. Wow. Okay. So that delayment is a bit more of the, ooh, feels bad. Whereas the Suicide Squad one, I think a lot of us expected it. I think it was like a legend reports it was going to get delayed, and now it's officially been delayed. We got some Witcher news. Jason Slama, the game director of Gwent, the Witcher card game, will be the lead director for the new Witcher game that's apparently in development. Oh my gosh, dude, that new Witcher game, holy Probably not going to see crap. it for a couple years, though. Oh yeah, definitely not. But and oh. uh, we'll probably, I, I feel, I'm going to give it five years. Yeah, I think that's I'm going to give it five years and uh, maybe six. Just just give it, just actually. Here's what you do. Please Here's finish you, the game, don't, Just finish, finish the game and don't announce a release date. Until you like absolutely know it's not gonna have a cyberpunk launch moment. Let it, let it, let it slowly hidden it hidden in the darkness away from anybody's knowledge. Just let it grow. <laughs> Nintendo's first original mobile game, Dragalia Lost, is shutting down. No, I don't know anything about this game, but that's sad. The main campaign's final part will launch in July, and then the game will close on an unspecified date after that. Probably, I would probably say maybe end of the year or early next year will probably be the end of Dragalia Lost. Uh, their original, their first original mobile game, which was relatively, I think, got like decent reviews. I mean, it still it had gotcha elements, but it was like a good story. They did a decent job with it, from what I heard. Nintendo also added folders to the Nintendo Switch in their latest console updates. Didn't didn't the 3DS come with folders? Like I don't <laughs> I don't know I why think this is it so- did. <laughs> I think it did. Or the 3DS had an update where it did eventually add folders. But yeah, I'm surprised it took the Switch this long. <laughs> this is so. Oh gosh, Nintendo. people are people are happy about it at least. Yeah, so I mean... there's there's that, but yeah, it's just like, what took you so long, Nintendo? You good? <laughs> you good, Nintendo? No. <laughs> Tekken's getting an anime series. Okay. Okay. Set to come out later this year. Let's go. I'm I'm for that. That's yeah. That'll be good. We got our Fortnite news of the week. Uh, they added a new no-build game mode for a limited time. So it's just a battle royale. Oh no building gosh. whatsoever. For time, I think that's probably. I think that would probably bring me to play Fortnite for a bit. Because that's like... <laughs> I mean, personally, I, that's the part I don't like that much. Like, it's just... It seems so, like... 
chaotic's not the right word. It just seems just so weird. <laughs> I, I never got into it. Well, data miners found evidence that leads to a possible permanent game mode in, the, in a future update. Having a regular Fortnite with the building and a no-build Fortnite, which is just the shooting. So, interesting to say the least, but again, if you still play Fortnite, you're either a child or you're a Twitch streamer who's not relevant anymore. And stuck playing Fortnite. You're stuck playing Fortnite, and your main audience is children. I mean, if you like it, I guess all for you, but... I'm I'm not a big Battle Royale fan. I can respect some Battle Royales. A lot more than Fortnite. Well, they do. I will say Fortnite does get a lot of new stuff added to it a ton. But yeah, that's the main thing. <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg's in Warzone. Let's go. I don't play Warzone. I haven't played in a while, but let's go Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So <laughs> now, so now, now when Snoop Dogg streams again as face Snoop and plays Warzone, he can play as oh. himself. Let's go. Which is kind of funny. It's honestly very funny, and I love it so much. Sony acquired Haven Studio, which was created last year. Uh, it's led by the Assassin's Creed co-creator Jade Raymond. She's the one who started it up last year, and Sony's now acquired them. And uh, what's most likely the actual death of this application this time, Internet Explorer, according to Microsoft, will finally die on June fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Like wait, like what is what is what what constitutes it still living? What <laughs> I mean it still exists on certain places. Okay. I guess I, I guess that makes sense. They're gonna actually it'll be gone for good on the fifteenth of twenty twenty two and Edge will permanently replace any last living source of Internet Explorer. Moment of silence for Internet Explorer. Again, because it's had so many. <laughs> oh, gosh. GTA Online will soon have a monthly subscription service. It'll be called GTA Plus. It's going to come with benefits for $5.99 a month. Uh, Rockstar's website or Twitter post will have the full details on what's included. Uh, I was reading it. It's about you got some money. You get like X amount of cash, some vehicles, exclusive stuff for doing it. It's completely optional, but uh, yeah, they're going to be adding a subscription service to the game. To the ga- I'm honestly the surprised game. it took them this long to do this because, I mean, this game's been going on for so long and they just keep reporting and reporting and reporting it. <laughs> so, and the, and the and online it, gets so many updates and whatnot, too. Like, the online's essentially become the main game of it. Yeah, it's the, like the, the game, so... The creators of the Bloodborne PSX, which was the Bloodborne D-Make... They're working on a new game, Bloodborne Kart, <laughs> in the same style as the PS1 graphics, kind of to reminisce the era of Crash Team Racing back on the PS1. That's being worked on, and it's kind of funny. It'll be ready when it's ready, <gasps> uh, as they announced in the Twitter post, and uh, I'm very excited for that. That's hilarious. Every series is going to have cart now. We just recently got another Disney cart, and then we got Chocobo cart, and now we're getting Bloodborne cart. <laughs> yep, Bloodborne cart. Oh, gosh. Uh, and lastly, in the news department, uh, allegedly or reportedly next week, or this upcoming week, if you're listening to this on the Monday, 
We're, we're going to... F- the PlayStation Game Pass style service will be revealed. Which, that's a big one. Because I feel like it's going to be like the overhaul of PlayStation Now. Yeah, doesn't, don't they already kind of do a little bit? They kind of do a little bit with PlayStation Now. But from the sound of it, they want to make it more like Games Pass and have like just like a lot more at your disposal. I, so I'm like not, not just not just like the obscure weird games with a couple of like oh yeah you got god of war and whatnot no i think they want like actual like some bigger titles in this and this is their best way this is the only way for them to really do that awesome i, I hope it ends up being a good benefit for anybody playing on playstation we'll see because if it's good this will be something that i do get because i do play playstation quite a bit uh, that's it for the gaming news. In the world of TCG, Pokemon Go, their first TCG set, will be releasing in summer. Waves will be starting in July 1st. But if you can't wait for that, the next TCG set, Astral Radiance, was announced and has a release date of May 27th, featuring Hisuian form Pokemon. What? what? Po- Pokemon Pokemon Go TCG set? What does that mean? <laughs> it's just it's a new it's just a limited time collaboration set with Pokemon Go, Pokemon card game, Pokemon Go stuff. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, I believe like the running with what we predictions are like it, the Pokemon art will just be like the AR models. Okay, that's what I was thinking. It was gonna you just know be you more see like Pikachu the standing models. on the Eiffel Tower. That's one of the art. Okay. Works. I mean that's pretty <laughs> sick. I kind of like that. <laughs> Something that's pretty cool. Okay. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, starting with Master Duel, the normal rare festival event that is on currently. It ends uh, later this week, however. So, or, yeah, I believe it ends early this Yeah, I believe it ends on the 1st. So get your duels in. I'm already halfway done the event, and I've only played the event for one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I got all the gems from the event. It's just the Legacy Packs. So I don't know how hard I'm going to go for those. I probably will finish the event because I did finish the last one and got everything. But yeah, uh, it's been good. It's been fun. I got to play Pale. I played Paleos. They're fun to use because they're a lot like my Time Thieves where if you get enough of the back row filled, it's just you can't do anything. And you can't Harpy Feather Duster me because that's an Ultra Rare card. So take that, bitch. <laughs> It gets real in Master Duel. Holy crap. It gets real in Master Duel. Uh, tats- As for the TCG sets, Tactical Masters on G- comes out on June 10th. The Legendary Duelist Season 3 Collectible Dice on June 24th. And Power of the Elements is slated for a 2022 release. And in Magic the Gathering, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate arrives in June. And that is the next D&D Magic the Gathering crossover set. So look forward to that. And in board game news... Renegade Game Studios is working on a My Little Pony tabletop RPG. Let's go, dude! No way! The pre-order is available now. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. And that's the Week in Review. Any final thoughts on those, Ninja Frog? I am just going to say that I'm definitely not going to pre-order My Little Pony tabletop. RPG. <laughs> Fair enough. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, looking to the week ahead, it's time to figure out what should be on your radar this upcoming week, March 28th to April 1st. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off on Monday, today, the day you're listening to this, I, I can tell you where you're going to be finding me. I'm going to be 
sitting in front of my computer playing Lost Judgment, the Kaito Files DLC. Oh, it's finally here. I'm excited to play this. I am so ready. It is the first more judgment content. I love the Lost Judgment, and I'm excited to see what the DLC will give us. On Tuesday, WRC 10 comes to the Switch. Crusader Kings 3 comes to the PS5 and Series X, and In Nightmare comes to the PS4. On Wednesday, Aerial Knights Never Yield comes to all the mobile devices, and Death Stranding Director's Cut comes to PC. Ooh, okay. Nice. On, th <laughs> On Thursday, Moss Book 2 comes to the PlayStation VR. Weird West comes to everything but the Switch. Coromon it comes to the PC and Switch, which is the latest Pokemon ripoff that does not look great. Because <laughs> whenever a studio tries to make a Pokemon clone, they can't make it exactly like Pokemon. And it flops because the other elements that they add or how they do it, just something goes wrong. Like, what was the other one that was... Uh, look at Temtem. That, yeah, Temtem flo was... that flopped hard. Yeah. That fell off the deep end. And people were like, oh yeah, this is the Pokemon killer. And it died fast. Uh, Fixed Fox also comes out on the PC and Pirates of the Gravite come to the PC as well. And on Friday, Terrabane comes to the PC and the Switch. And that's everything coming out this week. Or a good chunk of it. The important stuff. I don't I don't want to say like I don't want a game to do well. Like if if, if it's different enough, like I I'm I'm all for it. But if you're gonna like here's the thing, it, I'm like, not saying like I'm not saying I'm not saying it'll it'll do bad. I'm just saying oh, there's yeah, a yeah. pattern. No, 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 I wasn't yeah. But if you're gonna try and name it Coromon, like it it just sound like it, <laughs> it just insinuates that you're trying to be like I mean, I guess you're embracing the the fact that you're trying to be like it, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, that is everything that is coming out this week. And with that, it's time for us to jump into our main focus. Let's figure out what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. We're talking Kirby, baby! <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. At the time of us recording this, Kirby came out literally yesterday. Uh, it is Saturday that we are recording this, and both myself and Ninja Frog have... We're actually roughly around the same point in the game. We are both in World 3 of the game, which uh, kind of works out because it's like we can, we can talk about most of the same things and we'll know what we're referring to without spoiling future content. Yeah, exactly. Which is super great. So let's start with this. What were your expectations going into Kirby? Okay, well, when they first brought up the trailer of the direct, like, so actually, okay, let me start with this. I was literally going on a walk, and I knew the direct was happening, and I was like, dude, okay, you know what would be sick is they. I, I was just thinking of like things that would I wouldn't expect to happen. And it was like, okay, Pikmin 4, like another 3D Donkey Kong, or okay, why not? Why not a 3D Kirby? Why, why not? That's, I, I, you guys probably like thinking this coincidentally. You probably don't think I actually did that, but I literally was walking and I was like, okay, this is possible. But I came back, watched the trailer, and I watched the director. I was like, what? No way! <laughs> and, oh, my. so at first I expected it to be like, 
more of an open, like a, a more open world. But I, I was kind of like hesitant because I was like, well, how are they going to do that with Kirby? Because yeah. Kirby has so much ease of movement that it would be hard to make the levels uh, a level. You just like walk through it and you'll be done. So I was like, well, maybe they'll do something more linear. Um, but so that, that was my first thoughts. Um, what about you? Yeah, I saw the see the trailer. It's like, yo, is this gonna? Is it's? I think it went through my mind and like a lot of people's mind is this looks like it's gonna be Kirby Odyssey. Yeah, which it's it's not really. It's still a. It's more like it's still like the linear stuff that Kirby games have known to be, where you go level to level. Each level yeah. kind of follows the theme of like the area. Uh, the only difference is they're able to do so much more because Kirby can now walk all four directions instead of just left and right. And it makes the game... It's so dope that it's like that. Because I think, like, there's a simplicity in Kirby games. And that's why people like Kirby, is because it's very simple. Yes, very, very simple. And it allows for a lot of, like... I'll I'll talk about this probably later. Just, like, the simplicity allows for a sort of limiting factor, which oftentimes people like you, you think limiting is, is bad but limiting often helps fuel creativity in certain times so i feel like that adds to a lot of what kirby's successes are. so we're both currently in world three like we said how have you been how has the game been so far I am enjoying it a ton, actually. I am having a blast. Like, I'm just <laughs> just going through the levels and trying to, like, figure out, oh, find all the secrets. And I, I honestly just, like, I feel like I'm playing Kirby, a Kirby game, but in 3D. Like, it, that's, it literally just feels like it naturally just was switched into 3D. It, it, I wasn't... <laughs> it's kind it of feels nice, but it's so. Kind it, of... It, I, I, it feels so natural. Like it feels yeah. like this could have been. I feel like we could have done this on the Wii. Yeah, very true. Because it, it just it just works so well, and it, it just like it feels so natural, and I love that about it. Uh, what I also like is so it, when you enter a stage, there are objectives for you to do. You have. Uh, usually you have your main get to the end of the goal, get to the end of the stage to save three D. find X amount of hidden D throughout the stage, which is just, you can explore, you can usually hear little crows going, arr, 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 to know that there's a hidden D around. Uh, and then there's like usually three other objectives that get you a D by doing them. Let's say you get two of those hidden objectives but you don't find whatever that third one is. Well, you complete the stage, it'll then tell you what that missing objective was. And then you can go back into the stage to do it. What I like about that is doing this, it also really shows you, like, because you're just going for that one thing, how short the levels are. They feel a lot, lot longer when you're, like, trying to explore and figure out what there is. Yeah. Well, you can just, like, it, the game has, like, a lot of speed run potential. Like, the stages go by very fast. Yeah, they do. Like you can, you can literally just walk through it. Um, but I, I do say, uh, like the the design of the game with, with that kind of like the objective kind of stuff, kind of naturally encourages you to explore and use all the parts of the the stage, and it just makes it so you're not just like, 
oh, I'm just going to walk through, walk past these guys. And then, oh, I'm at the goal. Okay, I'm done. Like, it, <laughs> it's crazy to just, like, experience the game and just kind of have a good time. It's awesome. Another thing I like about it, uh, in the overworld, there's another type of stage that unlocks as you beat stages or if you find them in the overworld. And they're called treasure trove stages? Yeah. Or tre no, treasure road. Treasure Road. Treasure, yeah, Treasure Road, I think is what it's called. Uh, these are essentially little challenge stages. On a little, You have a timer, and your goal is to just beat the stage as fast as you can using whatever copy ability or mouthful mode form that it gives you. And I like that. Super, it's super cool because it really like shows how diverse and how to like use these skills with these copy abilities to their fullest. Yeah, I, I, I love it. it each one is different. Like you can, it, it like forces you to use, Oh, use this copy ability or use it, it, Like there's even ones with the, the mouth mode. Like you can like, it literally just I experience one with the vending machine. You, can, yeah. <laughs> you have to go through the entire level of just like destroying enemies with the vending machine, make it to the end. That's like, that's super cool. Just another chance to like challenge yourself and use the, the new, technique that's so yeah cool. and there's a and the, the these are very competitive i feel you, these ones can get very competitive because there's a bonus reward it's only 50 coins uh if you do it under the set time whereas yeah. like do it under 30 or 25 or do it under 30 seconds a minute whatever it is um and they're completely like here's the thing it's like i'm a completionist but i don't because they only give you coins it you don't have to do all the bonus challenges because wow. it's because you don't you don't need to drive yourself mad when you to get the perfect essentially the perfect route. I I, I at this moment we've I, I'm assuming it's only going to be coins, but I I could still see that being like oh if you do every single little thing. <laughs> I mean, like here's the thing: when I've done the game, I, mean, I finish the game. I don't know. I'll look it up to see if there is something yeah. for doing all the bonus missions. That's if there is, then I'll put the time in to grind out all of those. But, but until then, I'm not gonna worry about it. Yeah, if I, I get one, I get one. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of they're kind of tough, actually. Like they are they, they are actually like, like tough. Like you gotta be like perfect to get most of them, which it's is it's kind of crazy. Optimize the yeah. Because, I mean, one, you have to, like, uh, use the fire ability to try and fire up these lanterns. And you're just trying to, like, you have to be so precise. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you miss, like, a couple, you don't have enough time to get to the end before the, you, like, don't reach the time that you're trying to get. Yeah. It's very, very, very tedious, which is another reason why I'm like, you know, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd probably still be in World 1 or 2 at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, one thing I am doing is like going around to make sure I collect all the Waddledees. Yeah, I, I've i gotten most of them so far. I There's a, there's a couple that I haven't got. Like, there's this one objective where you have to like find three seabirds in this level. And I can't find the third seabird. I swear I've gone through this level like four times. There, <laughs> I can, here, here's what I can tell you because I've done that one. They're, all the birds are in the water. Okay. And they're all in the first section before the warp star. No way, dude. They are? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I, I was, I thought, I was like, I swear I've gone through this. Whole there's one, I can tell areas. you this. There's one, uh, there's one like at the very beginning of the stage 
one right before the warp star and the other one's yeah. kind of like in the middle Okay, that's the, the one. Okay, I, I must be missing the one. I I believe, if I'm correct, you know where those two little bars are that go up and down protecting that one capsule? Yeah. I believe it's by that. Okay. It's probably just... It, if that okay. helps you. Yeah, that'll, I'll probably find it pretty easily then. We'll see. Uh, I think the hardest challenge for Wallabies, uh, as I noticed that there's a pattern between the, the bosses. Yeah. Uh, the bosses uh, challenges, which, I, which is really cool. You have one that'll be one challenge that's beat the boss under two minutes. One challenge that'll be beat the boss with whatever copy ability, uh, with a certain copy ability. Yeah. One that's like do a certain like thing like for Goromondo, the first boss in the game, the gorilla, the giant gorilla Harambe dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta run between his legs. The second boss in the game, which I won't spoil, and the only reason I'm spoiling the first boss is if you played the demo, you know who the first boss yeah, you is. Know. Yeah. The second boss, if you destroy a certain thing that they use, which is one of their attacks, that's what that challenge is. So there'll be like one like gimmick-based um, challenge. And then the final challenge, which is probably the most annoying one for a lot of people, damageless. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I've done it for the first two bosses. Yeah, I have. The second boss, I'll say this, the second boss, way easier than the first boss for damageless. I disagree, but it's partly because I am used to the speedrun strats that allow me to... Like, for Gorimondo, the hardest part, I feel, is trying to dodge his, like, spinning attack at times, because you're like... He kind of... At least when at one time, one point when I was doing damageless, I was, like, in a corner, and if I wasn't doing the speedrun strat, I would have literally gotten hit. There was no way I would have avoided it. Um, so that would be that's what I was seeing, and that's what made it easy for me. Um, but yeah, those it's tough that you you have to get like <laughs> pretty close to them to use any of the regular copy ability attacks. So, uh, and speaking of copy abilities, you can upgrade your copy abilities by finding blueprints throughout the world. And and the the, the upgrades just feel they feel nice. They feel yes. good. They absolutely do. They're super dope. They're awesome. Uh, there's one other big thing that neither of us have unlocked. I did a little bit of reading, and from the looks of it, after you complete World 3, you unlock it. And that's the Coliseum. Oh, yes. Nice. Let's I think go. it was shown off in one of the trailers, so it's not too much of a spoiler. But, yeah, there is a Coliseum. You unlock it after World 3 from the looks of it. And yeah, that's like, I think the last like big thing. Oh, aside from Model D Town itself, uh, which is super adorable. You can, you can wave to them. You can like, wave you, at the Waddle Dees. It's so good. It's Kirby. so cute. It waves, they wave back. It's so adorable. <laughs> You've got, you got a theater. You got the gotcha, you got the, the gotcha machine to collect capsules. Um, you got the restaurant, and there's a mini game with the restaurant as well. Oh, dude, have you played both all the difficulties? I have. I completed all the difficulties. That's oh very difficult. God. That third diff, like, it's uh, so okay, hard. The, like the beginner one is obviously like it's super easy, and like the the middle one is like okay, yeah, this is pretty good. This isn't too bad. Yeah, still that third one. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! I, I the second lunch rush begins. It's just like. <laughs> it took me so many tries. I was like, what is this, bro? 
I can't make the Waddle Dee's happy. But by doing, oh, uh, that's the gosh. other thing. But in Waddle Dee Town, by doing certain things a certain amount of times, you, there are, I think, eight special figurines for you to collect. And they can only be collected by doing the certain things. Um, there's, uh, you can also buy uh, food items at the shop to like put in your like essentially your, your one slot inventory for a healing item. Uh, you got the uh, Kirby Carfay because it's Carby, but a parfait. You got the Maxim Tomato. You got the energy drink, and you got Berkey Kirby Burger. Oh yeah, okay. I was like, what? Berkey, <laughs> yeah, Berkey, or bro. sorry, Bergy, Bergy. <laughs> Let's go. It's it's oh. great. Uh, you have the movie theater. <laughs> the movie, yeah, the movie theater is cool. Cast cutscenes. Uh, yeah, you have the codes. You have a place where you can put your codes in. Uh, there's the two. Uh, speaking of which, if you play the demo, you gotta collect fifty waddledies, and then you can enter the two codes that the demo gives you. Of I think it was called. I can't remember it's what clear, they were. Clear demo. Clear is demo the first and new adventure. And new adventure. You have to put them in all caps, bro. I yes. sat there for like five minutes trying to figure out why, why it's not working. Yeah, it's all caps. It is case sensitive. They give you 300 coins, and then the other one gives you 300 coins and one of the star treasures, which is what use, is used to upgrade your copy abilities. Uh, so you got those. You also have around Waddle D Town, you can find codes. Uh, if you search high and low, Elphalin. Your little companion will glow orange, or their text box will. And they're like, hey, Kirby, there's a code here. It says blank. Let's go type it in and see what we get. And so that's what you do. And then the last building that I currently have is Kirby's house, which is super adorable. It has a little book that has little summaries of all of Kirby's past adventures that were on the Switch and the 3DS. Yeah. And then there's... Yeah, there's a photo wall for your accomplishments that you do, I'm assuming, like, in the main story and also just in Waddle D Town. On top of the fireplace, you can put three figurines that you've collected, and you can sleep in the bed for a cute little cutscene of Kirby and Elphalin sleeping. And you get various types. Like, I got one where Kirby falls out of the bed. Oh, dude, what? Oh, that's sick. I didn't, I didn't even think about trying to sleep multiple times. There's also multiplayer co-op where player two plays as Bandanity, which is uh, cool. I haven't gotten to try that out yet. But yeah, I haven't tried it out either. I'm, I'm sure it's fun. So. I'm sure it's fun, yes. It's a Kirby game. Kirby and co-op go hand in hand with a lot of their recent titles, especially Star Allies. Like Star Allies is the big one like at the moment that's like good co-op. Um, is there anything that you dislike about the game? Because we've been going on everything that we like about it. Is there anything that you dislike about it? Because I've got one, and it's not a big gripe, and it's kind of like like expected with it. It's a bit repetitive with the how the levels kind of are. It's like, okay, you jump into the level, do said tasks, rinse and repeat. Now, granted, while it's like cool themes and all around, like there is that bit of repetitiveness that I'm sure that people can go brain dead for, but that's what's great about Kirby. It's just, it's just one of those games to turn your brain, your, your brain off and just play and have a good time with. I'm, I'm trying to think of like what other Kirby game wouldn't, I think they've all just been similar to like just as repetitive, maybe like the earlier ones. I think I've played like one of the earlier ones felt a little different, but I'm not sure. Like, like I feel like maybe it's, 
since they're shorter, like some of the levels are pretty short, it feels like there's less stuff. Like it, it feels like the it they made it so you have these objectives, and then after those objectives, there's nothing else to do. And I think that's where I feel like it's almost uh, empty in that sort of sense. Like it like it doesn't feel empty in the levels, but it just feels like there could have been more and there should be more, but there isn't. Um, and I feel like maybe that would help with the repetitiveness, but I mean, I, I feel like I'm having a good time and I'm, yeah. like I'm having such a good time with the game that I don't care about that, which is, and again, each person to each their own, obviously, where do you think other, do you do any other Kirby games? Where do they stand to this game? Like, is this game at the top of Kirby or is there like a certain Kirby game for you that stands out, still sticks out more than this? I think I would put this on its own level. Like, not that it's like better than the others, but that it's like its own entity. Because I feel like since it's 3D, it has different, like, 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 you can't really compare the other Kirby games to it because all the other Kirby games have followed the same formula. Because you can only do so, like, you can only, it, it, being in 3D, you have to put more stuff in an area for it to be, for there to be something to do. Uh, while if it's 2D, it's much more secluded and it's much easier to try and put, oh, this, 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 look at all these secrets in this tiny area. Um, so that's kind of what it, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of how I'd look at it. I, I think I, what I am seeing this as is a, a step to get a lot of attention for Kirby because I feel like I've heard a lot of people that I've never thought that would be interested in Kirby and just all of a sudden just be like, Kirby, bro. Oh my gosh, Kirby, Kirby. Kirby! <laughs> I th- I th- yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I fucking I- love this pink blob. <laughs> I've watched like four, like four or five streamers that I, I like streamer friends and they're all just like, the same similar reactions like dude it's so cute dude this is so cool like dude, i'm just i'm so excited that people are oh just right I, there's one other thing i should mention we finally know what the dogs are called they're called a woofies <laughs> dude I, I i love the little like when you get the figurines and it gives you that little like text box about yeah their name and that that's super cool to be able to figure out like to learn a little bit more about what exactly they are because um, I didn't even know until recently. Like I've always been confused about Waddledees and what they freaking. Uh, uh, now I understood that they're just they're just residents of Planet Popstar, and so they're some of them are just happen to be loyal to King Dedede. Um But where were we? okay, so we were talking about. Uh, well, I actually it's just really one last question here. Do you think that this 3D style is the future for uh, Kirby games going forward? I think it's gonna be both if they continue to make like multiple games like i don't i don't because i don't know how often they make kirby games in general but the, I, feel the, like, I feel like the big question is when did star allies come out because that's the last major game 2018 2018 so, so it's been four years four years four years since like a major major i think there kirby was like game. that small like combat Oh yeah, that free to play uh, Kirby game with up to four friends. Yeah, but that, that, that was or free to play, like, uh, but then you could you gotta buy. Yeah, yeah, but like it's not so, it's not really a full Kirby game. 
I could see it being both 3D and 2D, just kind of like every once in a while, because I think the 2D is still a strong formula. And I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see them both coming back. I think this is a good step for a 3D Kirby to have a lot of potential uh, to make another one. All righty. Um, I think with that, then we're going to call it there for the Kirby talk. Uh, if you li- if you want to play the game for yourself, the game is out now on Nintendo Switch systems. Uh, I got lucky. I was like, oh, yeah, I have gold points. And I saved 15 bucks on the game. Oh, let's go. I, I, I had my I had my GameStop. I had my GameStop money. And so I was able to save 15. Yo, let's go. Pretty sick. Moving on to our second topic of the day. Dungeons and Dragons. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Bark. 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 That's, that's, that, that was a joke at the last session. Oh, um, so for those who don't know, uh, I guess I would say recently, like it was last year when you joined us. Uh, Ninja yeah, Frog like joined uh, the, my group uh, in D&D. Uh, all members of the D&D party have been on this podcast in some way or form. We had Mello, uh, our boy Sean Marks, our Destiny Insider Jackson, our Star Wars fanboy Mark, and Gina. They've all been on this podcast at least once or twice before. Uh, and Ninja Frog recently joined uh, their ranks, became a member of the Krispy Kreme, and... Uh, we're just talking that. And so what were your expe- expectations when you, when I first offered you the player position and what, what were like some expectations you had coming into that? Um, I'm not sure. Like I, when I was coming into it, I was like really excited because <laughs> I hadn't been playing it forever. Like I hadn't played the last time I had played was like, um, probably like it had been at least six months just like with a group in person and then <laughs> so this was like mid-covid so we couldn't i hadn't seen anybody in person forever and i didn't have a group to play with so i hadn't been playing so i was like dude i'm a chance of playing D with a bunch of people i'm super down <laughs> so I, I was excited and i was just ready for whatever i had no no idea what I was going to get into. <laughs> oh, gosh. So what got you into D&D at the get-go then? Um, So the original, so like growing up, I didn't know too much about it other than like I knew that it was like some sort of like I was always open to it, but I never knew much about it. And the if bits I knew was it, it just were just like lingering thoughts of it being a stereotype of it. Oh, the only the nerds play it. That's basically like my thought process when I was growing up, because I, I just didn't even know much. I didn't even really know it existed for most, probably not until like middle school or high school for me, like, like kind of like mid teens. So, um, but that was like close to when I started playing. So I had a group, um, of friends just like from all sorts, um, when I was growing up and they were had already had a campaign going and I was like, Hey, <laughs> they, they were just like talking about it one day. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of interested. You have like room. And they were like, yeah, for sure. And then, so I played with them for a bit and I just like fell in love with it. I mean, I didn't like, I expected it to be 
like I went in expect ex- the expectations going in there was more with the stereotype kind of thoughts because that's that's the only thing I had about it. I didn't know anything about it. But then when I got to it, I was like, well, I, I'm literally just playing board game, but like I'm playing imagine like a imagining things. I'm improving. And I'm just hanging out with the guys. Like, <laughs> like hanging just, out, like hanging out with boys. your friends. Yeah, you're hanging out with friends and playing a more a board game that has to do with your imagination, basically. Like, it, it literally is nothing to do. Oh, it's it's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, your character in our in my campaign is Bink Byrax. What was the inspiration? behind making bink um so when i was at school for a bit i was attempting to dm i didn't have much time so i was kind of like forcing in stuff and i did a a bit too much homebrew um but i had this like one of the last meetings we had i had this like gnome town and i didn't take a character from then but I know I have the ability to make like weird, like high pitched voices. And so I can like easily can make that like gnome voice. Um, So I was like, I think a gnome would be fun. And I also just love monks. So like I played shining force and shining force too. They're, they have this similar combat to D and D kind of like fire emblem. And they're like really old Sega Genesis games. Um, and they like remind me of D and D and the monks in those games are OP as fuck. <laughs> they literally can like, they can heal like an entire like uh, grid area. So you're healing like, I don't know, like six of your troops and they also can do a ton of damage and always a ton of health. It's like, they're ridiculously tanky and strong. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what it like gave me more of like a, a love to, try a monk and uh, so i just like gnome and monk high-pitched voice i it just it just sounded like a good time so <laughs> that's basically <laughs> and, and um this character specifically um is from the forest and he, he was a leader of his like group and they just kind of like survived there and his family just kind of died from just trying to survive um had just this like got raided by some displacer beasts and just kind of got lost so that's uh, my my love for nature kind of like um pushed that kind of backstory but yeah that's i think that's where my mostly where i got the ideas for being virax so throughout this entire campaign that i've now essentially provided in front of you as a member of the crispy cream what have been some of your favorite moments in this campaign? Um, so my favorite moment is, I don't quite remember what exactly, I think you call it the dream world. Oh yeah, the dream, yeah, the dream world, yeah. Uh, so like each of our characters kind of like went down their own like kind of challenge and then we like interacted with these like, I don't know, sort of like guardians uh, and trying to like figure out how to uh defeat whatever their challenge was uh i felt like that like the the us getting to that area and just interacting with that that kind of like world that you were creating inside of that was was super cool i thought that was super interesting it it was giving me like matrix vibes kind of 
um, just kind of like the mysterious where am I, what's going on, and I have to, the, the only way out is to beat whatever, figure out what's going on. Um, and my favorite part from that uh, was we had this one enemy, and then any time we attacked it, nothing oh, happened. Oh yeah, paranoia. We couldn't attack it. And we literally, we, yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're going paranoid trying to like attack it because we can't do anything. And it's just like, so my character oftentimes just kind of like randomly does some like acrobats or like break dances. And I just like, okay, I give up, bro. I'm done. I'm just going to start. I started break dancing in the middle of this fight. I'm just like, <laughs> got around to my turn again. I'm just going to keep break dancing. <laughs> that, funny, the funny part about me, that, that was the solution. Yeah, just, just not do anything. The, not do anything, and oh, I, I thought that was just like a, such a like a, a fun, uh, unique concept, and it was fun like challenge to work through. Because I like all, while we we're in the meeting, like we had certain characters still trying to fight them, like trying to figure out, and I'm just over here like like the the, the thought of that just like characters like being in a fight and trying to figure out well, what's going on what the heck and then just one guy's break dancing and then everybody else like fireball and then flurry of blows punching them like crazy and then i'm just like <laughs> it's just oh that's just, just their some vibe of those moments just like so funny it's, it uh, was a good that was a good moment it was so good it was it was quite i, I think i like when you just said you were break dancing whenever you're like Whenever you do those just creative acrobatic things, I can't help but laugh because it's just so fun. <laughs> it's 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 funny to me. Like I should it's expect so it out fun. of Bink, but it's just so funny. Uh, it's just like like I think what makes it most fun with this kind of that go, those kind of things is if you just like embrace it and imagine it that it's happening. It's just. It, the thought of it happening is already silly, but then the, the fact that it's happening is just like so fun and just awesome and just hilarious. Uh, what about your least favorite moment from my campaign? Do you have one? I think it was like in one of the recent meetings, uh, and I was just like, it was it was partly me just like my uh, not even it was more like real life stuff so it kind of like that that kind of like got into it um just like not having enjoying time because i was just like in my head it, it was like the combination of what was happening in that meeting so i my character wasn't doing stuff and so it was just more of one character was interacting within the world um so i just didn't have anything to do i was just listening and just like figuring out what was going on um but then and then so like I got like in my head. I was like, "Oh, dude, I can't do anything." But I'm like, my characters. Like, I'm, I was like in this like weird like anxiety loop. Um, so like it was just like unnecessary because I'm just related to my real life kind of anxiety. But then also like when we got to it, and then I we uh, part of our team got stuck because we didn't. None of us even tried to like. We were just walking into this trap that we already know it was going to be a trap. We just had nothing else to do, and nobody rolled for perception. And I was just like, "Why did I not do that?" <laughs> like my the thought process of not having anything that like I felt like I couldn't, my character couldn't do anything, and it just like got there. And then I was like, after the meeting, I was like, "Dude, what was I?" <laughs> I was just like reflecting on it, like, "Bro, what was?" what are these thoughts? <laughs> it's just like crazy. But yeah, I think that was like, it wasn't even the, the meeting, like it had nothing to do with the problem with the meeting. It was just like, Oh gosh. 
but <laughs> yeah, I, I've been enjoying every every meeting. That's 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 good to hear. As a DM, I do like to hear that. <laughs> a good time. Um, what about your uh, just thoughts on everybody else, the world itself, just other thoughts that you've about every everyone and everything in this world that I've created. Uh, coming in, it's kind of challenging at times since I came in like yeah you came in this a, yeah you essentially came in at a little after the midway point of the or just before the midway point of this campaign so there's like certain characters that I have no idea what they are or where they're from but uh I think it's fun that you bring in I, I'm assuming it's like just characters from the previous campaign or like previous characters um I think that's super cool, and then like the the player gets to like interact with that character, even though they're they're already playing another character at the same time. I think I, I really like the different environments that we're going to, and just like like that's probably where I like really like the dream world that was super like unique and interesting. And then we went to like an ocean palace that's like that's really cool. And then the just like the certain like it's not that we're just going to an area and then we're just going to go do combat and then go to an area and do combat. It's like, sometimes it's like where we are like one of the interesting ones was, uh, we had to go try and get rid of this, uh, thing that was like <laughs> taking control of the mind or like, I think, no, it was turning the townspeople into rats. Oh yeah. We had, to, we had to like go figure out what was going on. And like, so it was like, sort of combat but like also like kind of like investigating and trying to like get to that area and it, it was such a <laughs> uh it was such an interesting kind of concept and fun to work through trying to figure out okay what I, this seems like a terrible like we have <laughs> seems like an impossible feat but we have to figure out how to fix this <laughs> Uh, but yeah that that's like that kind of like challenge even if especially if it's just not if it's not just combat. Combat's fun. I'm not saying I don't love the combat, um, but uh, those, it's, yeah, those those are some of the, some of the things like that. Um, I'm trying to think of, yeah, the interesting environments, um, the bringing in, like, old characters is cool, um, and just having just, like, different ways to interact. How would you rate the other player characters? Um, I, oh gosh, dude, I <laughs> kind of like admire how they're able to make them evil in a sort of like, not like, not like evil, but like, <laughs> like chaotic, I guess. And yeah, like not, as, not as brutally just like, oh, we're on a team and we have to work together and we're going to go do that. Like, I am really bad at, I like, I'm usually the one that just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm for the team. I'm going to work for, where you've got to figure out how to <laughs> <laughs> work together. Like, just kind of like the stereotypical, like, anime trope. Like, that's kind of like how I, Yeah, so like, that might, <laughs> I'm really bad at trying to make it uh, sort of, uh, I, 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 evil is the only word that's coming to mind, but that's not, but like, uh, so one of the other characters Prazor, I mean, it's partly because they just got this, they, they, uh, took a... They're going like through they their accepted, emo phase. Yeah, <laughs> going through their emo the best, phase. The best way to describe it is they're going through their emo phase and they have a split like, personality. <laughs> uh, and 
their ability to like be that reaper form and just kind of like be a fucking asshole with everybody <laughs> it's like it's like what in one sense dude i fucking hate you dude stop but then it's like it's so great because it's it's not just like a, a boring old character there's like something to it um yeah and then one of our other characters is fucking <laughs> uh always just like walks in trying to talk and com- like negotiate with the with our enemy and uh, fails every time because there's no way they're just gonna we're just gonna have to fight them uh but yeah i, 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 like, I, like, I like it with gerard specifically because that's the character's name uh because because of schedules like they're usually not there are most of the time like they, they try to be but you know sometimes they're not and when it's like they do show up it's like yeah no they, they they've already aggroed this person from last time there's no way you're gonna talk them out of this but they still <laughs> try anyway it's so good it's just moments like that where they're embracing their character and just kind of like <laughs> just committing to that and that's really fun and that's that's the kind of stuff that is really it's kind of hard to do that at times um because i think sometimes you just kind of feel like oh let's just go to the next part continue the story but like once you if you can embrace that character at times it kind of it makes the probably some of the funnest moments that you could have where do you think the story is gonna go where do you what do you think the future of this campaign looks like i want to hear your honest predictions here because i'm curious of what you think okay so we're in this fighting these churches and beating this okay so So for so for context of for those wondering so currently we're on about our we're on the 20th story arc of this campaign of 30 so we're almost in the final third of the campaign currently they've been like part the party has been going around the dark star who's essentially the main villain of this campaign they're an organization uh they've been opening up they opened up four creepy churches um, and what they've come to learn is that they've been brainwashing the people, uh, in these churches and they're trying to figure out just kind of like why they're doing it and just kind of putting a stop to it at the same time. And they currently just shut down the second one and also took out the, the, the member of the dark star who's running it all or running the churches, but there's still two churches left open that they got to go deal with. So I feel like. Once we finish combat with the Dark Star, there's going to be something else. I feel like there's either going to be like another Dark Star member left, or so. Like, I, I kind of, I just kind of had a thought that so we, our group is Krispy Kreme, but we're also in this guild. Is that also the guild is Krispy like, Kreme? The guild is Krispy guild Kreme. is the whole guild's Krispy Kreme. Okay, so I have a feeling that there might end up being one character or some something that's inside of the guild that's just going to cause like havoc and that's going to be kind of like our last sort of enemy to face to try and like defeat whatever's inside of our own team that we thought was causing that we thought we were fighting for but ended up being inside of us the whole time um but yeah i i were to defeat this dark star threat eventually and yeah, I, that's my that's my only kind of thought uh, at the moment is some sort of insider. Oh, well, I'm gonna say this: you're actually kind of close with what with that a little bit. 
with that prediction. I'm going to say this because I do. I have how the campaign is going to end. I have the entire final, essentially final story arc. I have that built. And I'm not going to lie. You maybe have something, maybe off a little bit, but you have a good idea of possibly where it might go. Well, I'm excited to, to figure out what happens then. Alrighty. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up about D&D or Kirby in general before we go back, before we enter the bonus level? Kirby-wise, I actually wanted to say this one bit, is Kirby. Um, so with this game, I think what makes it very uh, interesting and fun to its design is that we're in a world that's a Kirby in the Forgotten Land. So it, it Kirby was warped into this world that almost looks like a desolate human world that just kind of has been left alone. And I think that is very awesome to like leave it so they can just use the things in a regular day human world to be the creative part of the Kirby game. So like like in the demo, you could you can put Kirby's mouth all the way around a vending machine and just take control of that. Good and you suck. can take control to <laughs> suck up a car and suck up a cone and use that. Like just like there's simple things that I an everyday person would be using, but it's so creative because it's just it's it, it's it's with a fictional character, but it's a, such a simple thing. It's so cool. Um that that's the one thing I really wanted to mention that just like the certain ways that you can take something and make it creative even though you, you think it wouldn't be uh, D wise uh it's fun play it yeah it's 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 something i've gotten attached to recently with uh i've been watching a lot of critical role get a lot of uh, they're really i mean they're voice actors so they're really good at making their characters um, yeah but what i love about D in general is it's something that um, you can make whatever you want it to be. So it, it's it's the 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 game in that sense because you can just kind of you can take the combat that D and D gives you, or you can just make it whatever the frick you want. So like when I was DMing, I was like, it didn't work perfectly how I wanted it to, but I we had this like challenge, and they were trying to face it, and we they got into this like oh we have to do this race, and I was like okay. Play me in Mario Kart. <laughs> and that's what I did. I just had them face me in Mario Kart. And then, like, whatever happened in that race. That's not was, far like, off from the happened. thing I did in like, my first campaign, where instead of that, it was play me in Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> See? Like, and just like, if, you, if they lost, they were sent to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. And they had to. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, the third, it was like three of them. Two of them lost, and the third one won. Uh, so they weren't, their souls, they, they didn't have to go escape from the shadow realm or anything like that but yeah it's it's funny the stuff that you can kind of do like that you're just using your imagination like you you have this base level stuff that dnd gives you but you can just do anything because you're just it's half rules half imagination love it that's it that's all i got all righty with that then it's time for us to start closing up the podcast and enter this week's bonus level Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And to kick it off, we got, of course, our community corner where you, the listener, can ask us questions. All you got to do is head over to twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge 
And uh, in the about section, we should have a Discord link. And if that doesn't work, try just exclamation point Discord in the chat box. Even when I'm not live, you'll get an invite to the Discord. And if that doesn't work, like tweet, tweet at me or something. Let me know that it's not working and I can fix it. Because it should work. But I don't know if it does. But that's how you can join the Discord. We got two questions this week. The first run from our homie Bust. I'm a Bust-a-Nut. That is their name. Where's the My Kirby X Cross Mario crossover? If you say, that's Smash Bros. We fighting. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I feel like we could... It's uh, There's maybe been a comic about it. Possibly. Okay, yeah. I- uh, I don't. I don't know. I. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because I mean, like, uh, here, here's what. Honesty... There, here's the thing. There's a Kirby cafe. Dress up as Mario and go there. There's your Kirby Mario crossover. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, just I mean, dress up as Kirby and go to Super Nintendo World. Oh, dude, perfect. Yeah, exactly. You just make your own crossover. Exactly. You don't even have to... Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and from X Crisis. What was the craziest D&D story that you have to tell us? Craziest story. I got I have one, but I'll let you go first. I'll go with this one cuz it's not really I got I don't have like a story, but it's just like the concept of like we got put into this saw, like a literally like like the saw, movie the saw, we like we had we just rolled for it and we were falling into this tunnel and we just got sucked up into like if you rolled bad <laughs> there was like two or three of us that were just stuck in like a saw situation like you're like, like you're stuck in change or getting pulled apart or something just like start, that was that and we had <laughs> that scenario was great okay but the story that i have was we were fighting this dragon right okay so i'm playing a bard and i have tasha's hideous laughter and so I'm trying and he's we're in this like on this platform and there's lava and he's a fire dragon he's above this lava and I'm like okay my brain's like okay maybe maybe if he falls in the lava I don't remember if I was like thinking about that it was a fire dragon at the moment and I was like maybe if I can get them to laugh and fall into the lava maybe then I can I can get a lot of damage on it okay so then I was like I'm, I'm gonna use Tasha's hideous laughter, and then our DM was like, "Okay," <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, if you can make make a joke and make one of our other players laugh, then then it'll work." And so then I was just like, "Okay," <laughs> and so I was just like, "Ha, you're a fire dragon!" Boom, roasted, and I had like one person <laughs> just give like a little chuckle, and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Because, like, me as a person, I just got, uh, that was kind of a thing I do sometimes, just like, boom, you're, you're, you're that, boom, roasted. Because <laughs> it's, it, like, it's not really that funny, but, like, <laughs> but, uh, and then, so then the dragon falls into the fire, and then we ended up doing massive damage, because my DM didn't even know, like, in that moment, forgot that the, it was a fire dragon, and forgot that fire dragons have resistance to fire, so <laughs> we ended up doing, like, a massive ton of damage. Let's luckily. go. But, oh when, gosh, when you was... baffle your DM enough, and they forget uh... a key detail, <laughs> yep. and, don't, and everyone's just like, yo, let's just, 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 just go with it, just go with it. <laughs> oh, gosh, it was... What when you moment. beat the DM at their own game, ah, yep. uh, for me, I, and I've talked about—I think I've talked about both of these before. 
Uh, I think I've talked brought up the Battle of 14, where I DM'd a session of 14 players. Oh my god! I think I think we've told you about that in some of our sessions. Um, but the that's not the one I'm going to share. If you want to listen to that, you can go back to any of the any of the other D and D episodes, and I'm sure it's brought up uh, in those because it, it, it's a story and a half, that's for sure. But there's this one. It was my first D and D session. I think I've brought this one up on the podcast as well. But it's a quicker one. Uh, we're playing Lost Minds of Fendelver, which is the uh, starter kit story. We're in the Goblin Cave, the first dungeon of the ga- of the campaign. And uh, there's the, the rope bridge above us. Uh, I'm the rogue halfling. And uh, we have the, a wizard, two fighter, a, two fi- a fighter. Yeah, two wizard, two fighters, and our dwarf cleric. And uh, the two fighters try to throw me up to the bridge. They don't throw me that high. I thankfully stick the landing, though. But, yeah. quite. And we continue through it, and we get to that same rope bridge. And it was like, well, that would have been pointless if you threw me up here, because you got it, 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 it would have done absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it would have done nothing. Oh, it's just no. you threw the halfling <laughs> up to the bridge. That's <sighs> it. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably like one of the good stories I have. Uh, I would have to go through and like actually like really recall some other sessions, uh, but that's just one that's usually at the top of my head when it comes to that. Uh, moving on to top five. Top five Kirby copy abilities. Oh gosh. Oh, that's a hard question. There's so many. There's so I many. Remember. I think for me, it's pretty. It's pretty simple. Uh, sword, UFO, hammer, laser. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, UFO. Yeah, no. The UFO does the better laser because I don't care for beam. Actual beam Kirby too much. Yeah, beams kind of. <laughs> uh, UFO sword, hammer. Uh, what is it? Wheel. Oh yeah, wheels. Wheel's great. a great one. And um, I like drill. That's one of the. I don't know if it's a new one, but I like how it's. I like it in uh, Lost yeah. World or yeah, Forgotten really, Land. It's really fun. Um, definitely. Okay, let's see here. I really like hammer. UF, I was gonna say UFO because that's one of the ones that is newish. Like, it's not really like new. Like, like it was like, in, like it was back. I guess it was in Kirby Squeaks. It was in Kirby Squeak Squad. Okay. Um, it was just one of the more unique ones that I don't see like all the time that I was like, okay, this is super cool. Um, trying to think of ones that like there's, oh, Ninja, of course, Ninja Frog and Ninja, Ninja's really fun. Uh, the fighter one, I think oh, is fighter really Kirby. Unique. I forgot about fighter I think Kirby. that one is really unique and to play with. Like it has like a lot of like different mechanics that I can use instead of just like, oh, press this button and that's it. I'm I'm gonna go. With, I think for my last one, wheel. I really like wheel. Wheel's super fun. I, Kirby Air Ride, probably the, the my most uh, fun with wheel because you just go around the entire. You just go zoom. Oh my God. zoom, bro. Zoom and bro. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. All right, that's top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history. Here's what happened in the past from March 28th to April 3rd. March 28th, 2001. Nintendo released Pokemon Stadium 2. For the Nintendo 64. What a banger. March 29th, 
2001, in Japan, Sony released a cable allowing the PlayStation 2 to connect to iMode phones for gaming. March 30th, 2000, Namco released Tekken Tag Tournament for the PlayStation 2 in Japan. March 31st, 2002, Nintendo reports it sold 3.8 million GameCube systems to date. Let's go GameCube! Woo! GameCube! Friday, April 1st, 2000, Nintendo released Pokemon Trading Card, the video game uh, for the Game Boy Color in North America. April 2nd, 1998, Sony CEA sells the 10 millionth PlayStation in North America. Money! (laughs) And April 3rd, 2007, Square Enix released Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Tales for the Nintendo DS in North America. The achievement of the week this week is in Ghostwire Tokyo. Shibuya is my backyard, which is to find all the landmarks. And the game of the week for this upcoming week is going to Lost Judgment, the Kaido Files DLC. Ninja Frog, thank you for coming on this week's podcast. Thank you for letting me come on again. Where can we find you on the internet? Twitter, uh, I think it's at Frog4884 or just NinjaFrog4884, you'll find me. And also on Twitch. I haven't been streaming too much recently, but you will find me sometimes for sure. Pog. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Radio Tony and on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok at Tony's Game Lounge, twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge, where we post highlights of the podcast on instagram and tiktok because twitter won't let me anymore (laughs) i don't know why i think i've said this for so many weeks it's just it's just the tweet doesn't get get, go through something goes wrong with it i don't know why yeah but hey if you want to see the highlights that's where you can find them and on the twitch we are currently we stream Yu-Gi-Oh a lot uh, I can. I'm gonna shout out my boy Some Mellow Fellow because both myself and Ninja Frog will be appearing in his new video when that comes out. Uh, which was when we had Ninja Frog. We taught him the ways of Yu-Gi-Oh. The ways of the Master Duel, bro. The ways of Master Gosh. Duel. So look forward to that. The video is set to be like 27 minutes long. So is is gonna be a good time. Uh, so look forward to that. That's YouTube.com/slash Some Mellow Fellow. Uh, so go check him out as well. And uh, over on the Twitch, we stream Master Duel. We're going to be streaming some other things soon. We're probably going to start streaming Stranger Paradise this week as well. Just so that way I'm playing through that and getting that game done. Uh, so look forward to all of those things. Ninja Frog, thank you once again for coming on. Yeah, I had a good time. It was a very, very fun fun podcast today yes it was and thank you the listener for tuning in we will be back next week with squirk and uh, i will see you right back here in the game lounge bye thank you for listening to tony's game lounge new episodes release every monday be sure to like and share the podcast and follow tony on twitter instagram and twitch for more updates